0: Hey everybody, and welcome, welcome to Board Shenanigans episode 44, take 2. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, a peer so clumsy he drinks Coca-Cola from a sippy cup. And I'm here with Cody Jeans. I only wish pouring Doritos on him
1: would make him a better co-host. Indeed. Wow, isn't that strange? It's almost like we insulted each other just like this a day ago.
0: Why, it, huh. it almost does seem to be like... D- hey! Don't, don't, yes? Doesn't everybody want to know what happened today in
1: history? I bet they do, because this is obviously, um, you know, Monday, uh, June 30th for you guys, right? Isn't this strange having Borge know exactly when you're listening to this? Ooh, feel spooky. It's, feel like, we're the, it's like
0: we're in the room with you. I'll put those know, pants back on.
1: Oh god, what's that smell? Ugh. But wait, wait, what if they're not listening to it on the on Monday? What, what if our listeners don't wait, you know, on, on bated breath for me to release it? And they listen to this on Tuesday.
0: Are you kidding, dude? Everybody listens to it the day it comes out. Like, they stop all, like, like I think work stops.
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. I'm, whew, I was wondering. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that in uh, 1972, the first leap second is added to the UTC time system. What? On this day. Yeah, I know. Seconds. Leap seconds.
0: Oh. I don't, don't even talk to me about those hop seconds. I want to just want to know straight about the leap seconds.
1: I know, right? And those suckers that s- skip it under the wire, poppycock.
0: Uh,
1: oh, it, in in nineteen ninety two, the first pay pay bathroom in, in the U S opened for twenty five cents. Now that's taken capitalism just a little too far, I say.
0: Yeah, I do think I think do pay toilets are bullshit because how can you charge somebody for something that like that they have to do? they're they they're, You don't have a choice. It's not like oh I can oh I can go anywhere. I mean, you might as well just go <laughs> shit outside. <laughs> I mean, I know, because
1: what if they don't have that quarter and then they just decide, you know, eh, I'm just going to take a shit right in your,
0: your wherever. Well, you know, oh, the, you're... you know, there's that really like hard ass where the, like the, the, dude running the counter's like, but boss, we got to let him in. Like they're going to poop themselves. He's like, no, you just let one in. They're all going to come in. It'll be a riot in here.
1: <laughs> a toilet riot. I've seen Hell it. Hell no, they won't go. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> oh, Lordy. So... Which I guess, speaking of going, and and by that I don't mean us running our mouths, um, did you hear about the kid that got stuck in the giant vagina in Germany? What?
0: Stuck in a giant vagina in Germany? Are you sure that's not a porn that we rented last week? <laughs> no, it's something we talked about yesterday that didn't get recorded. Ah, yes. But yeah,
1: apparently a, a an American exchange student got stuck... In a giant vagina sculpture in Germany. Because that's just the kind of thing they have there
0: in Germany. Giant vagina sculptures. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So please tell me that on the giant vagina sculpture, like, his happy trail was just a little bitty thin piece up at the top of it. Well, yeah, but you can go as fast as you want down it. Ah, I, I, I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it the master race vagina? Um, did it oppress all other? Did it oppress other
2: vaginas?
1: It, it it does appear to be a Brazilian vagina. I mean, it is a little cracked, so it seems like it's been used a lot. But yeah, for whatever reason, this kid decided I'm going to climb. He, he was some sort of regression therapy. I don't know. He was like, I'm going to go back to where I came from, or. I'm getting
0: to third base no matter what. There's
1: well since he was a college student he it was it was his research project. He was trying to find the elusive G spot. Oh yeah, I guess I guess that is true. But just like every guy, right, we end up getting trapped by it.
0: You go in search, searching for the sake of science. Next thing you know, your legs are bound up. You can't crawl out and it's holding you captive.
1: I know. Though man, he Really should have thought, you know, twice about climbing in there. It's, like we, like I said, a German sculpture of a giant vagina. You know, the crazy things the Germans do. You know, they're marching and pooping. Marching and pooping, that's all they got. <laughs> Soon enough, the vagina's going to invade Poland. Which, I guess we have a man in Germany at this time. Um, Jared, have you seen a giant vagina? Also, have you seen any artwork?
0: It's a trap, Jared. Don't crawl into the giant vagina. I know you think you can master it with your jazzy skills, but I don't think there's any escaping it.
1: I know, like, if you see the picture of, of this guy, he looks, you know, he looks quite happy, frankly. Like, eh, you know, it happens. He's like, hey guys, you guys, I got stuck in the vagina. What? Told you I was too big for it.
0: <laughs> the only time that that situation will ever happen for young Mr. Anderson. I know, right?
1: I, it, it took, like, many, like, fire department members to get out of it, get him out of it. I don't remember the number, like, 37 or something like that.
0: Oh, so they had to the, it... slide down their pole so they could slide his pole out of out of that vagina? Ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, you know,
1: really, he should have thought about this ahead of time. It, it lubed up. Which, you think that was their solution, just like a whole bunch of KY jelly? <laughs> Probably. I mean, Yamea got stuck in it, kid. But you sure didn't get it too excited, because that vagina be dry. <laughs> and cold.
0: Oh. So how often do you think at, at the giant vagina sculpture, do they have to...
1: Does someone jerk off into it?
0: Well, I was actually going to say, how often do they have to shoo away kids for drawing, like, purple and green around it and making it look like it has gonorrhea or syphilis or something?
1: Probably as often as like they get, like, in- inflatable penises and start sticking
0: inside of it, or, or make giant penis sculptures and put next to it. Somebody keeps going to, like, the dollar store and getting, like, little baby dolls and putting them outside of it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean you know it's I looking at the picture of I'm, I'm surprised it's as clean as it is. Maybe they agree, maybe they respect the vagina more in uh, Germany than we thought. That may- maybe or maybe they just maybe it's just like well we got to drive to work and if we're gonna have to look at pussy pussy sculptures, I mean why fuck it up?
1: Yeah, I guess it's and you know I guess leave it to a, to the American exchange student to be the one that does fuck with it.
0: Well, you know some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> He's
1: like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fuck it just like they fucked over the forties. <laughs> Well, he was a college student, so presumably he's well versed in history. Well,
0: I mean, if it was an American college student, God only knows. Well, t- he does appear to be Asian, so. Oh, well, then he's probably doing quite well. <laughs> exactly. But you would have thought you would have thought as an as an Asian major or just an Asian in general, he would have like looked at it and realized <laughs> the mathematical uh, like abilities or mathematical percentages of him getting in and out without being scathed. I think he definitely got scathed.
1: Yeah, and I mean, simple fact that they're, you know, quite known f- for being smaller than everybody else.
0: I mean, by God, they built the railroads and they crawled around in trenches. You should be a pro at this.
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> uh. Is this offensive casting again? I don't know. Because we're, t- we're definitely doing a
1: good job at it. Speaking of... O- in fact, we might be more offensive than we were last week. or Yeah, last week. Well,
0: if we are, send us your hate mail. And speaking of hate mail, boy, howdy, did we get some grand ones. So... <laughs> Uh, this sounds so overly rehearsed, doesn't it? It does. It's a bit. So if we sound overly rehearsed, and it sounds like, huh, they may have done this before. Uh, yesterday, we were working, we were doing our show, we were we were creating, we were creating podcast gold for you folks, and then the power went out on my end and completely nuked everything we had done, so, which we think might be related to some things we're about to tell you in a minute. Whenever we start so, talking about it, we'll let you know. Um, yeah. So. That happened, so we had a dress rehearsal, here's the live show, we're telling you about it now. Anyway, back to the hate mail, because I know everybody at home is like, ooh, I burn, I, I yearn, I want to know about the hate mail. But they're God. burning, they're burning, they're burning for us? Indeed. Like, they want us to spin them right round, right round, like a record baby, right round, round, round. They're going down,
1: down, down to a burning ring of fire? Uh,
0: I was trying to think of another spin around. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire? Mm. Uh... Me soul on fire, me feeling hot, hot, hot.
1: I don't think there are any polar bears that listen to this show, Cody. Well, not anymore. But they only
0: they all speak Spanish. Uh, I don't know. I, I was going to try and Spanish that, but no. Anyway, hate mail. Act on point. So apparently we managed to ruffle a few feathers, and means we're doing our job. But anyway, the two winners thus far at this point, and uh, I have been informed since yesterday... We have received new hate we have received new hate mail and new hate comments, and we will do our best to keep you abreast of these on our Facebook page and on our website but exactly uh, the, because the, we have those the current the current winner is uh from James and it is dear bored shenanigans misspelled horribly, but he's gonna get a pass because shenanigans is hard to spell I don't think yeah is be- that hard to spell but okay whatever
1: yeah I mean, frankly I didn't know how to spell shenanigans until so I had a show named after it. And occasionally
0: fail at it as well, so, you know. But uh what he says is, not only is your podcast not funny, but it is not cool or original. In fact, it is the most horrible thing I have ever seen. Oprah's blog is better than this crap. The 12 minutes I spent listening to you is time out of my life that I can never get back. I'd rather eat jellyfish than visit your site again. You are morons, James. <laughs> which, we received via our Gmail account, which, if you... What is that Gmail account for all the people listening at Home Again for? why
1: I believe it's uh, a at at gmail.com you
0: are correct sir but we received it from there I hope so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was actually kind of half hoping you'd fuck it up so I could be like, eh, wrong, and interrupt you. Um But anyway, so we received this from there. Um I appreciate it. We love hate mail, as we've stated multiple times on this show. Um My favorite things that he said in here is uh he managed to listen to our show, and in listening to it, he states that it is the most horrible thing he has ever seen. So our show is so offensive, it managed to transcend his sense of hearing, and go straight to his eyes.
1: Oh yeah, um, he's got some form of stin- synesthesia, I'm sure, right? Like, like either that, or maybe like maybe we were unaware that this was a video show this entire time. Like, have a, I've, we've been doing it wrong for years? That's why we don't have as many listeners as we should. We're they're, they're watching us. they're only listening and they're looking at us? Maybe that's a problem. They can see us, and they're not impressed by what they see. Oh. Maybe we should stop doing these nude. It's apparently. Oh. Or pan the camera down a little lower. Did you say he, list- he made it 12 minutes into it? Is-, is that what you said? Yes. So, in the first 12 minutes of last week's episode, I don't want to rehash it too much, but I believe we were, you know, discussing works of literature at that point in time. Appar- you know,
0: apparently, he just wants to Fahrenheit 451 the world. I-, I guess, I mean,
1: like, he's like, what, they're talking about books? Poppycock. That's, that's not what he would say. He'd be like, what, reading? I downloaded this to hear things, or apparently see them. <laughs> I don't want to hear people talk about books. That's just as bad as seeing a
0: book, let alone reading one.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh so so he didn't even
0: make it to the offensive part. I though. know, right? So, but uh, I'll I'll take it. And then uh, the other winner thus far. Actually, these were realistically just the two quickest ones we got in before we could, so we could record. So <laughs> there's um, that. It, that's it's really more that they're not the best. They're just the fastest return. Um, this is a. Uh, I think that's how you say this, R O Z A L L P. Um and he says not new, not funny. Sounds like two dumbasses recording an amateur hour show in their parents' basements. Get a job, sir. News flash, the bums lost. The bums always lose. I gotta give yeah. the I gotta give the man woman credit for the Big Lebowski quote. I have to.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's at least at least he's apparently has some minor form of taste, it appears. But you know, why didn't you like it? Apparently it's not original or funny.
0: But... Neither is his uh, comment, really. I know, right? I mean, the best part of it is blatant plagiarism from a much better film. Exactly. So that's what that's what we say about your comment. It's not new, it's not funny, it's rather stale. And you seem like you seem like a dumbass uh, typing <laughs> you seem like a dumbass typing to review a Ford amateur hour podcast show recorded in people's parents' basements. So haha, was huzzah on you. I don't. Right? You, we made you spin out effort. <laughs> Which is honestly my favorite thing is it's so bad we have to complain at you via our typing.
1: Our poor lead Done typing. Which yeah, speaking of poorly done typing, we have another one from a uh, uh, grinder first, which um, is posted on our in the comments for this episode. Um, I hate everything you have to say. This is all caps, by the way. So I, he's very, very angry. Uh, <laughs> Shithead retards. Omaga <laughs> Hope you choke on a cock and die while being raped by a gang of bikers. Fuck off and eat shit. You're not funny with one too many ends. and anybody tat think they're funny is gay. Why thank you! I, I, why thank you for the most like stereotypical 4chan spam box YouTube comment possible. <laughs> Did the internet like, just... I haven't seen a comment like this
0: since like what, two thousand three. I just enjoy the fact that it's like the internet, like like the internet collectively just spit out its leftovers, and that's the comment we got.
1: I know, the only way it could have been better is if like we've had like a picture of Captain Picard like face palming and like a kitten.
0: Oh right, yeah, that is a good point.
1: I mean that's the only thing we're missing in this. To to be like more than he must have ho- all the all the internets. He must have forgotten. The whole series of tubes is just dumped on us. I- I'm quite proud of getting one of these, I- that makes my day though
0: Oh, and hopefully hopefully they keep coming in And if you don't know what we're talking about If you're like, well what the hell, someone was so easily offended Go and enjoy episode 43 with us We've hawked it, we've made a big deal out of it We were damn proud of it Hopefully you can be proud of it too Or disgusted, whatever
1: In fact, we're, there may or may not be some reviewing of it right now So, you know, I guess if you don't want to make Tarantino podcast um, Stop now, listen to that one, come back to this one About, you know, this mark I don't know, what is this? About the twenty minute mark. So I guess spoiler alert for for our own show. Makes me kind of happy saying. Uh, yeah. So yeah, which I don't it, it kinda of brings the brings up the question of is there just something completely wrong with us? Like, should we have been should we have been offended by ourselves?
0: See what that kind of that kind of question got raised. Like Madison and I were talking because she she wanted to listen to it because she knew that we were both really proud of this one and we like had a good time with it. And she she wanted to listen to it and we got to listening to it and she was laughing and she's like part of like what, I, honestly one of my favorite compliments I've ever got from my wife was her saying like I'm a little embarrassed that I think that this shit is so funny. So that that <laughs> I took that as very complimentary. But um, it, I, I kind of raised that like you know I, I don't feel like we get our ire. Up. I mean, obviously, I mean, anyone that's listened to this show, or hell, it'll probably happen in this episode. You, I Not mean, sure. I mean, I get impassioned about things, and I get angry about shit. I mean, I feel like that happens, but... He does seem to. Oh, God, does he. <laughs> but... He <laughs> <laughs> can't even take something, you know, just at face value for the sake of conversation. No, no. <laughs> He's like the exact opposite of Mr. Spock. <laughs> anyway, thank you for corbin rem- maneuvering me. Um... But, uh, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's one of my characteristics. I understand that. Like, that's one of my flaws or whatever the fuck. But I just, I don't really feel like, unless it's specifically, like, a direct attack at me. And even then I have a hard time with it. But, okay, if somebody was, like, legitimately talking shit about my wife, I could see that really pissing me off if it was, like, in a direct manner. Like, somebody that I knew said something very derogatory. That would upset me. Generic shit from people I don't know. I don't know that it'd bother me. I don't know, like, I mean, just social, political, religious issues that get raised, I don't really feel like I get that offended about it. I don't really, I mean... I have things that I care about and I but I just I don't know that I have that gene. I mean, do you?
1: I see I don't know. Like I kind of wonder if like the the problem with it is is that we might not have actually had the the personal attack. Like maybe that's maybe that's the problem with it is like, you know, some of the topics that we you know, we jesting about in the last episode or were we? Um, you know, maybe like that's that's their issue is that people do take them like as a personal like people see them as an extension of themselves. They look at this and they're like, "Huh, that's that's part of me." I I they can't differentiate where, where they, are their their consciousness ends and that issue begins. Now I'm assuming that's not like stuff about like the Louisiana Purchase or you know we're stalling sour puss. But you know, but you know some of the other one. You know maybe some I don't know maybe there's someone out there just like I hate it when people bring up the Louisiana Purchase. It was a good idea. But I mean, but so I don't know maybe that's the issue is like no no one's ever taken direct issue with with something that we, I we mean, held dear enough.
0: I, I know like on a personal level like I know one of the things that comes up often as far as, like, work for me, is, uh, I, obviously, I work with a lot of guys that are generally most about ten years, or at the least about ten years older than I am, and the general conversation of how much society currently sucks, and how bad my generation is, and all that shit comes up quite a bit, it's a lot of, the, you know, back in the old days, and I can agree with part of it, and I can disagree with part of it, but it's not really what I'm here about, but, you I mean, I've definitely had that, like, you're lazier than I was when I was your age, I've heard that, and... I understand it from a degree, but I also, I don't know that I get directly offended by it. I don't know that it really bothers me, because I kind of think that maybe every generation is a little lazier than the one prior to it, in a way. I also think that every generation might be a little more advanced than the one before it, in a way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's two sides to that coin, and I I just, I don't, I like, okay. I guess the best, for instance, that and this is kind of what got us going on this, on the take one of this episode. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna go on a little bit sidetrack here, kids, but we'll go, we're coming back to this. So, for instance,
1: uh, hmm? I was like, I think it's a valid place to jump to for sure.
0: Okay, so, um, there's a, it's, it's been, I think it's just hit, hit courts. But, uh, anyway, so the 9 11, um, Memorial Center had the, and I think everybody saw it because the pictures were everywhere, but had the, the wreckage cross, they put that in the 9-11 Memorial Museum. For those not knowing what I'm talking about, whenever the building fell, there was like two cross steel girders and they were the shape of a cross. And a lot of people took that as like the, you know, of the big religious sign, of, you know, or whatever. It got a lot of religious, religious notoriety because it was like, you know, the face of God and the face of a tragedy or whatever thing they wanted to believe. And I think it actually yeah, got. I think didn't it even get blessed yeah. by a priest at a point or something?
1: Yeah, I think like some like you know priest or father or pope or cardinal or sparrow some some sort of bird the came albatross. and blessed it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know something came there and 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 sprinkled its its waters over it. But yeah, and like it's so it, it's being seen as like this you know this this icon some sort of you know eff, effigy of 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 whatever. And th- so they're wanting to put it in the thing and and um. Uh, The American Atheist, which is apparently the name of the group, (laughs) very generic name, I guess, or maybe they were just the first in the door. They don't want it there. And, you know, I see their point behind this of like, because it's being it's definitely being taken not in the way, you know, Cody, I don't know if you know much about like the construction of buildings or not. And like, you know, the way structures are put together. But I believe the, you know, cross steel girders are abound in them. I mean, it, it's not like you're—you know—building's going to collapse. and You're going to find a Star of David or a picture of Buddha. So, I, I think it's definitely some sort of ploy. You know, it's like, hey, look, this is a good way to let's sneak this in there, like this, and build up some sort of. It's one—it's one more way to 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 sneak it into side of America and make it part of the our right, the Christian right. Ah.
0: so I mean, on the one hand, I imagine that anybody who has is directly. Experiencing a tragedy, whether it was involved in it or whether it was the people that were working to clean it up or anybody that was around that, I'm sure at some tr- some cataclysmic event like that, if you look hard enough, you're gonna find a symbol of some religion or something that you identify with on that level in there. I think that's that's you're going to. I think that's part of part of something that would happen to the human psyche. Fine, whatever, but. It, it, it's not even being taken as like, oh, hey, here's this, p- here's a piece of rubble put into the mem- into the memorial. It's ta- it was like considered yeah, I mean, that's cool. It was considered yeah. a religious symbol being put into the memorial, and I, I don't really like either sides either sides viewpoint here because okay, they realistically okay, this is a religious symbol. What local church would like this, and let a local church have it. Um, yeah, but, or just build one even for that matter somewhere. But but. You know, then then obviously they go ahead and they put it in there because somebody thought this needs to be in there, and then the United Atheist Alliance of America or whatever they were, they uh, they're triple A, ma- yes. yeah, right. Um, they, they they come they come back with a retort of no, 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 that shouldn't be there. So it's it's the classic case of one side taking a little too much, and then the other side trying to take take that much back, and then take a little more. When realistically. Does it matter? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's in there or if it's not in there. And by making a giant stink about it, I feel like you kind of nuke your own cause. Like, shit like this realistically makes me, like, I don't know, like, do you want to be part of, like, some... Like, do you want to be a Shiite atheist that goes out and and tries to, like, nuke somebody's cause? Do you want to be one of the people that raises... All the all the pandemonium up about how In God We Trust shouldn't be on the money. I mean, personally, and this is totally personally, I don't give a fuck. No, I don't really think it should be on there. But no, I don't really care enough for it to come off of there because what does something that I don't believe in matter to me? It doesn't matter because it's not but affecting me if it's just there.
1: I don't know. I I think we should go back to Mind Your Business.
0: I agree. I you. do agree with that. Or fuck yourself and die, something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, if you do, Mind Your Business it used to be on it. Really? Uh, which. Yeah, mind your business used to be on money. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Which, you know, I don't think it means, you know, mind your business. I think it means mind your business. See, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Which also makes sense, but I, I like it because, you know any forwarder that comes over looks at our money and says, mind your business on there? I, I, I love it. I'm sitting, I'm sitting
0: here looking at coins that say it. That's ama- I, I, I like that. I think we should go back to that. Yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. But I, I, I just I don't think either side's right. And, you know, this, like, the internet has exploded with this because it's 9-11 related, which immediately gets hooked over into some sort of, like, hoorah, American flag, wavy arm, you know, patriotism thing, and religion. So, by God, it's the three, you know, combustible ingredients of internet flame wars and it, it's exploded all over the place about how horrible it is that like oh god these terrible atheists and oh god these terrible christians and oh god it's terrible and you like you know god damn the masons yeah exactly yeah. like you know the zeitgeist is coming
1: it's all that shit's happened <laughs> it's the vandenberg group
0: <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know the hidden hand will be all over it oh lord but It's, I I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't really don't care either way. I think, I think, I don't think either side is right. And we were talking about this yesterday on our, on our fail show. And which honestly, this was about the time the power went out. So apparently we managed to like, you know, whatever we, we crossed a line and the, you know, Thor, the streams. Yeah. We crossed the stream, cross, cross the line, you know, Thor, Thor and Zeus decided that that was enough. You know, whatever it was, and they killed—they killed the power. Yeah, a-
1: apparently, you know that—that that might have been a sign, Cody. I don't know. Like, we shouldn't—we shouldn't talk about the
0: cross, l- lest we be smited. But you know, and like this—this this particular case, this is still—this is still in court. Like, they there—the uh, court appeal—the court appeal has happened. Um, it's gonna take several months. I'm sure this, I'm sure the 9-11 cross in Satan's lap will be continually covered throughout this, the history of our show. Because. Well, well, do you think they could just put the cross over at Satan's lap? See, I think they should just hang out together.
1: Yeah, I mean. You know, because then all those people that are angry about how much bigger Satan's lap is than than the Ten Commandments <laughs> statue, we well, at be like, "Well, look at this—this this big metal hunk of stuff." I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe they just like laid the cross down on the ground and like made it a bench or something.
0: No, 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 no. You can't sit, you can't sit on the rubble signs of Jesus. No, but you can sit on it, Satan's yeah. lap. Which that, you know what? Honestly, that's what they should do. They should put the cross there. Right next to Satan's lap, and a fucking Starbucks right next to that. Nobody would care. That's America incarnate. Yeah. Painted all red, white, and blue. In fact, in fact, the Starbucks
1: need to be sitting between the cross and Satan's lap. There you go. So you have a choice when you leave the door.
0: <laughs> Where would you like to enjoy your mocha frappe latte? Next, next to the nine eleven cross. Next to Satan. You decide. In fact, in fact,
1: that's how you do it. Like you go in the front door, right? It's an in, it's an in only door. You go in the front door, and when you get your coffee, there's two exit doors, one on either side of the building, <laughs> and that's and you have to exit towards one of the two.
0: I like it. But so th- I mean, complete symbolism. Th- this is you know this the internet exp- is exploding over this, and like we we're, were talking about it, and that's how this. And that's kind of coming coming back to this. Are, are we in the minority of people that just really did does, shit doesn't bother us? I mean. Greg, like I said, I know Wait, you get fired up about certain hot-button issues for you, and I know I do, but realistically, I think so much could be caused, it could be solved if people just kind of minded their own business. Does this directly affect me? Not really. I don't agree with it that much, but, meh. Well, I guess it, it's always
1: interesting, is like, where does something start directly affecting you, or where doesn't it? Like, Like, how does this cross-affect us? Well... I mean, it's New York, and we don't care for the Jesus, so I guess not much. But then we think, well, it is a symbol that's placed here, and you know, how, how does that reflect on us? So, you know, is, by by letting it be there, does is, is you know, it's it's like, well, you know, the guy down the street raping the ch- children doesn't affect us. I'm not a child, but should we stop him?
0: See, I I understand, I understand where you're going with that, and I I get I get that you know, obviously you are you know, it's the it's the yar what you eat sort of you know symbolism there. Where you can only take so much as you can take, but does some does it really bug you? I mean, yes, granted, evils exist in the world, and obviously you should do within reason things to stop them. But you know, does it? Yeah, I mean, mean, is is it it our own like moral? Let's put it this way:
1: is it? Go ahead. Well, if they were putting a piece of toast in the museum that they found in the rubble that had the picture of Jesus on it, is that the same? To me, it's all kind of the
0: same staying, I mean, I just meh. They're they're both pareidolia? Yeah. I mean, it, it just the, Oh, what a coincidence. I mean, like it, it's, it's, it's their museum if they want to put whatever in it I, it doesn't really bug me it's kind of, if that's what you feel like, well, I mean, but granted it may affect me differently if I was a New Yorker if I was there when it happened if I was directly affected by it in some way, it might affect me differently, but it doesn't really affect me here. I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess kind of spinning it back a little bit closer to home, um, would like say, sitting here trying to, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of one, like some, something Texas related that, that we, that everybody could identify with. Uh, you got anything off the top of your head? Yeah, um, like what, what, what are you looking for?
1: Let's see if I
0: can. Like, okay. So say like, there was a similar, similar situation. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess such a, a, a key piece of history or like, you know, a key, something that Affected. Someone so blew up the Alamo. Fine. There you go. There's a good one. So, like you know, the, the you know the Alamo, the symbol of you know the Republic of Texas and the deep storied history and and all that. And and say somebody and Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, like say somebody say somebody just you know maliciously <laughs> blew up the Alamo just to be dicks. I mean, uh-huh. that's that that was their move. And whenever they were going through, you know, whenever they were going through the rubble. And they found pareidolia. They found stuff. Would it affect you? I mean, would it bug you? I mean, if, if they decided, like, here's a piece of the wall that has, that has Jesus' face on it. It is, it would, it's almost not what I said. I don't know if, I don't know if you caught that, that, that stop or not. But <laughs>
1: here's a picture of the wall with Jesus' cunt all over it. <laughs> It's huge and stony, just like in Germany.
0: Uh, that, that was actually like a lot of self-control to not say that. Uh, anyway, so like, there's a picture. There's a picture of like Jesus's face there, or whatever. And they decide like, well, you know, even though
1: a Jesus selfie,
0: right? Like, even though, even though the Alamo is gone, like, you know, the symbol of Jesus, and then like it gets it gets wrapped into some religious thing. Yeah, that it's, would prob- it's
1: a picture of Jesus for like with the camera up real high on him. He's kind of Looking away from it, yeah, he's like yeah. throw,
0: he's like doing the duck lips.
1: It's a little blurry. You can see the toilet in the background.
0: Yeah, <laughs> his tan lines really visible. Yeah, but <laughs> like, like things like that, I think I think would affect me differently if it was like the, it got turned. Like say this hypothetical situation got turned into some like we need to we need to rebuild it because it was it'd be what Jesus wanted us to do. I think that would probably affect me more because it's in my backyard, and I, I know that's always that's always really easy to say. When something like this is in your backyard, I would have a bigger problem with that because it, no, it shouldn't be recreated because the the Bible told you so. It should be recreated because it is a piece, it is a key piece of the state history. I mean that that should be what it's that that should be what it's there for, you know. But don't waste museum space on <laughs> on Jesus selfies. Like put put Davy put Davy Crockett's gun or whatever you can save in there. Yeah. <laughs> Like if it came, you have no room for shrouds of turrens here. If it came down to it, Jesus selfie, Bowie knife. I mean, come on, it seems pretty obvious to me that you yeah. just you just put the Bowie knife in.
1: Exactly. I mean, come on. Wh-
0: which is more important to you? Something that's obviously useful, or something that legitimately that you can prove was there because there's the proof, <laughs> or a picture of a picture of Jesus duck lipping lifting his shirt up, showing off his six pack. I mean, come on, what's more important?
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> not only does he have a six-pack, he also has a six-pack sitting next to him, I'm sure. And a
0: backwards hat, you know. Because apparently Jesus takes selfies as he's like a giant bro. <laughs> well,
1: isn't he? Isn't, it, isn't Jesus really our bro? It's Jesus, bro. Oh, that's that's rife with... Oh, how isn't there not a Jesus bro something on the YouTubes yet? I don't you know. You know, bro Jesus.
0: It's bro Christ, everybody! See, in that, I mean, maybe that should offend us. Like, should we be offended at the thought that we're not, like, that we're not, like... Obviously. I'm
1: offended the fact that it doesn't exist. Doesn't I know, exist. right? Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of where I'm at, too.
1: Yeah, anywho. I don't know. Have we offended you people out there? Send us hate mail. Or send us regular mail. If you enjoy our offensiveness, send us love mail. You can send us sexy mail if you want to. You know, you, you can email us your panties. Why not? <laughs> um, you know, whatever. Just send us anything.
0: Yeah, well, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please. We've gotten more than we've gotten in a while. I don't know what you're complaining and whining about. I
1: know. I just love it when they send me things.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it makes me happy, too. I know. I, I, it gives me a good excuse to jerk
1: off. Does it offend you thinking of was jerking off to your emails, whether they're hateful or not? It, Let us know. It doesn't
0: matter what they are. It doesn't matter what the content is. It's, it's, all ri- it's all ripe for masturbation.
1: Would you like to write fan fiction about us?
0: We've asked before, but we're going to ask
1: again. <laughs> I know, because we will perform it. I'm really surprised Britt hasn't got like all assed up about something and then like, aha, I'm gonna write it under an assumed email address and make them do it. I'm surprised. You know? I'm surprised <laughs> sur- surprised one of us hasn't done it and made up an assumed email address to make us do it. All right. Yeah. Speaking of guys being offended, I posted this on the facey space a while back. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, right? But, you know, it is just so amazingly crazy that I, I felt I need to share it here as well. Cody, do you know anything about Miracle Whip and how that Satan, you know, gave it to the Illuminati to, you know, bring upon the end times? Well, I mean, isn't that
0: what it says on the in- on the uh, ingredient list?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, sugar, water, hellfire, and brimstone, yeah. I, frankly, I don't use Miracle Whip or mayonnaise, so I guess I'm safe. But, <laughs> listeners out there, here's a poll. Which do you prefer, Miracle Whip, mayonnaise, or neither? But anywho, there's this crazy guy out there who, um, he, who, who describes himself as the, I I believe the, the third eagle of the apocalypse or something like that. Third eagle of the apocalypse? Something like that. Um. (laughs) Third third eagle of the apocalypse? I'm not joking. That's I think that's what it is.
0: (laughs) I really did not remember that.
1: Yes. He is the third eagle of the apocalypse. Or the co-prophet of these end times. He's got a lot of name here. I I believe his actual name is something like uh, William Tapley. Um, Don't worry, you'll be able to find him because, boy, is this guy hilarious. I almost, you know, I I feel we can make fun of him. I don't think he's mentally challenged or or insane. I just think he's an idiot. (laughs) Or, you know, I don't know much about religion, but I think we could all agree he's doing it wrong. Right? I mean, if this is the level of like symbolism you need to like believe in like God smiting the the evil earth and coming upon the end of days any any second now, yeah, you know what? yeah, I mean this is the same level of crazy as the Earth is six thousand years old. Actually, no, this is more crazy than that this <laughs> This man is up in arms about about a commercial titled stacy
2: 's deviled eggs
1: that 's right stacy 's deviled eggs now, if you haven 't seen this commercial. Um, well, Stacy is making deviled eggs to bring to, like, a church potluck event. Um, well, we'll just have him describe to you what Stacy looks like. If you haven't noticed, I have a new ability here, folks.
2: I can drop sounds in the middle of an episode now. Live. Here we see Stacy, dressed in red and black like Satan, sharpening her knife and preparing deviled eggs, of course. Now, it should be obvious that Stacy is at least a witch with her black fingernail polish. But her name is almost an acronym for Satan. It has two syllables, and three of the letters are identical.
1: I know, that's right. She is obviously the devil because her name is Stacy, and that's kind of close to Satan.
0: Well, I mean, with logic like that, how can you argue with this?
1: I know, right? I mean, well, you know, he's got three of the letters there, and, you know, it's this, this Stacy, Satan, and it's black, come on, black nail polish, man. I've never seen a woman with that wore black nail polish that wasn't a witch. Right.
0: <laughs> right? I mean, that's the first thing they look for at Salem. I know, right?
1: And, you know, she's obviously, you know, the devil, because she's wearing all red, and, you know, you, you never wear all red unless you're the devil. Remember so
0: that. if the devil has a dress code, wouldn't all he need to do is not wear those things, and nobody could ever find him? Just saying. No, no,
1: he has to. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's enforced by I don't. His, well, his his own pride enforces it, Cody. Oh, oh. If he can't trick you while looking like him, then you've ob- he's obviously done it wrong. Oh, oh. Now I'm sure we've probably all seen this commercial on TV. And that's what's awesome about it is, yes, it is obviously supposed to be her. She's evil, and she's bringing deviled eggs to the church. Yes, that is exactly what it's saying. Let's, let's have him wrap it up for you, and you'll, you'll see why this is actually a threat to all of us. It, it's not just clever marketing or, you know, <laughs> ooh, funny tee-hee-hee symbolism. It's way worse.
2: So, in conclusion, this is more than an ordinary mayonnaise commercial. This is a message from the Illuminati they know what they are doing. First of all, they want you to think of Satan as an imaginary character, as a cartoon figure, someone who is not really very believable. However, they believe in him. How else can you account for the six eggs that Stacy fills? How else can you account for the 16 married men, and the 16 married women, and no children, and the 16 deviled eggs? That's an awful lot of sixes. And how can you account for the 33 total adults at the picnic? 33 is a well-known Masonic symbol, as is the checkerboard tablecloths. And please note, all 33 of these individuals are very easy to identify. The Illuminati want you to count these people and the men are very easy to distinguish from the women, unlike Stacy, for example. And at the very end, we see Stacy try to give the one-eyed Illuminati salute this actress is not very good at winking, however, we do note that one eye is definitely darker, than
0: yeah, the other. and with evidence like that to back okay, here's my problem. If the Illuminati wanted us to know it was the Illuminati, don't you think we'd know it was the Illuminati, they wouldn't waste their time with miracle whip like corporate tie-ins. Don't you just think he'd be like, you know, come on TV and have the hypnotoad there or whatever, like join the Illuminati? We control your life and move on. No, no, they want you to know because of eggs, eggs, man,
1: they're 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 obvious in, in tablecloths, man. A, a checkered board tablecloth is, is is it symbolizes the the union of good and evil, which is obviously the Masons, then, of of course, man, and that's a lot of sixes, man. That that's a lot of sixes.
0: Have you ever counted anything in a commercial that didn't directly say, "Hey, look, here's five, Blah 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 blah. Have you ever counted anything <laughs> in a commercial that you can think of? No, I mean, and,
1: and he goes, I, "I cut it all out." But God, he sits there is like, "Well, there's a lady here and there's a man here," and like, "I it's it's a Roman Catholic church, by the way, because there are sixteen you know men and there's sixteen women, and then there's one guy that's not married, who's obviously then the priest, so that means it's Roman Catholic." And then there's Stacy, so, you know... Speaking of crazy with numbers, let's let's revisit those eggs.
0: Nobody's ever deviled 50 eggs.
1: I know, right? I mean, because these eggs are, are a very important factor in this.
0: Which came first, the Illuminati or the
2: eggs? And did you happen to count the number of deviled eggs? Well, there are 16 of them. Sixteen deviled eggs are made from eight whole eggs. If you understand that you count eggs by the dozen that is by the number 12, and you realize that 8 twelfths of a dozen is two-thirds of a dozen, then we indeed do have a number for the Antichrist. Because two-thirds represents man over God and yields the decimal point six six. Exactly, Cody.
1: Two over three means man over God, obviously. And that gives us point six six six. But, you know, what he fails to take into consideration is... It's not just .666. It's .66666666, 6. 6. 6. 6. 6. 6. and I think uh, there might be another six, or maybe another one after that. So, does that make it Ultra Satan?
0: <laughs> I think so. I think it's like su- it's like Super Shredder from uh, Ninja Turtles. Like he got in the ooze, and now he's Super Satan. Maybe he's Super Saiyan oh, okay. Satan. It's like Dragon Ball Z and Ninja Turtles like got together, he dumped himself with ooze, and he's Super Saiyan Satan. I'm saying it. It's out there, people. Hide your kids, hide your wife. There's Super Saiyan Satan out there.
1: But but is he really super? Because it is a decimal point, 666. Six, six. It's That's the only thing holding back the flood of demons. Apparently, I'm not
0: very good at devil math, so I'm not sure
1: no I, got
0: I know one thing though the next picnic I go to if there's deviled eggs I'm destroying them for the sake of everyone else there by destroying yeah. them I mean I'm eating them because they're delicious probably have some devil food cake with it oh god <laughs> so, Satan in my mouth wow oh god
2: Cody who will fight against the deviled eggs
0: <laughs> who I say we need a hero we need a champion we need somebody to raise their fork proudly to the heavens, declare "You shall not pass," and destroy the, those evil, evil things coming at us. Oh God, man! Oh,
1: you, oh, and you know, there's, there's other proof that she is the devil, which lets me bring into some, you know, questions about you. In fact,
2: and all tattoos, don't forget, are precursors of the mark of the beast.
1: Well, exactly, Cody. Oh,
2: I guess I'm flawed.
0: You
1: have anything you want to say to that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess I'll... St- <laughs> the mark of the beast.
0: That's funny.
1: Yeah, because, like, if you if you didn't notice, this is actually stretched across two videos he made about this. Two. Two. You know, the loneliest number since the number one. How many it takes to make things right. How's favorite amount of seats on bicycles. Two. Somehow that's seven more videos in the world needed about this. That's just a whole lot of crazy wrapped up in one... White beard for sure. Which also, we know she's, um... I like the fact that she's obviously not a good actress because she can't wink. I don't think she was trying to wink. Maybe the sun just got in her eyes. Maybe she saw him through the screen. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they just happened to, you know, cut the camera at the wrong time and she was blinking.
0: You know what? Maybe, she, maybe he is actually a brilliant actor pretending this giant level, like, spewing this propaganda's bullshit that he just made up. Like, showing his acting ability, and he could spot that she is a bad actor, because he's a brilliant actor.
2: Oh, he yeah. probably actually has some deviled
0: cr- eggs in the refrigerator as they're doing this, just so... Just, like, waiting.
1: Yeah, just so just remember all, all, all of you all of you out there, Christians, or uh, probably Jews even, you probably should watch out. Don't, don't buy a Miracle Whip. You gotta stay with good old American uh, mayonnaise. <laughs> God's favorite white, creamy substance. <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise. God puts it on everything over there. In the
0: beginning, God created mayonnaise. And <laughs> yeah. he looked upon well, it and he saw over. that it was good.
1: Actually, he nibbled exactly, upon yeah. it
0: and saw that it was good.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I believe that, in fact, you know, like, the, the firmament, I believe that is actually comprised entirely of mayonnaise. Remember that. No Miracle Whip, mayonnaise. So saith the Lord. Which, also, I, I I feel we should touch on this quickly as well. Um, apparently, one of the other signs that she is Satan is because Satan is normally depicted as being androgynous, or, or having both male and female um, characteristics. You know, a lot like Satan's lap. Well, apparently, she looks like a transvestite to him, so that's obviously more proof.
0: she look like a transvestite to you? N- not 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 at all. Not, no. Yeah, you know,
1: I mean... You know, there's there's definitely worse camera angles that he definitely chose for for this proof of this. But you know, all in all, egg is one crazy man zero. And if you and, and if you see this, uh, Mister uh, Third Eagle of the Apocalypse, uh, the co-prophet of co-prophet of the end times. First of all, if you see us or hear of this, or yeah, you might see us apparently, first tell us what the hell your name means. What is the Third Eagle of the
0: Apocalypse, and what is the co-prophet of these end times? Is, is, is that? Is, I'm just trying to understand. I, like, I'm sitting here watching this video. Like, I'm not seeing androgyny here. Like, I'm just, I'm not seeing this. Like, it's, she's just a fucking chick.
1: Like, yeah, kind of hot a little bit. I know you can't say that because you're married. But we
0: know. So you're what about it. the one where it's like? What about the one where it's like the guy and he makes like the artichoke dip? Is that is that Satan somehow? I'm. <laughs> it it must be. Or man. like what 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 is. Like, like, seriously, like, no, no, I want to know, like, how, how is this, is this Satan? Is this, is this, like, is this war? Is this famine? Is this plague? Which horse of the apocalypse is it? Like, I want, I need to know this.
1: Well, let's see if we can figure it out ourselves here, uh, yes. Cody. Uh, I'm just going to go for memory of what it looked like. Would you like
0: the video? Because I can send it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, send me the video of the artichoke.
0: It's basically the same premise, um, oh. just with a guy, like, just the, I know there's. I know there's one where there is the diner. This is actually the only one of these I've ever seen before. You sent me Satan's Satan's Miracle Whip. <laughs> well, let, let's see if we can figure this out here. So, for those of you unfamiliar with the Miracle Whip commercials, like there's there's this one and this one that, we're, we're, that we as board shenanigans are about to analyze is uh it's it's Jim's artichoke dip, which is deeply rooted in symbolism of anarchy and chaos. But anyway anyway so it's a guy he makes his artichoke choke dip he like everybody's like he walks to a party everybody's kind of like what the hell because he's all swaggering in like he's a badass throws his arms up in the air like he's a rock star the people start trying it and they're like oh damn this is the best thing I've ever had in my life they all line up everybody's happy because they have a delicious entree but there's yeah. more there's more to it so so what what do you, what evils do you see here Reverend
1: well first if we look if we look at Jim right? With his long hair and his beard, he is obviously supposed to re- reference, you know, Old Testament prophets. Maybe the greatest of all prophets himself, the, the son of God. But then we, then we stop and look how he's dressed, right? He is obviously dressed like the 70s, uh, you know, with his flared collar shirt that's open, showing his chest hairs and his gold necklace, right, which is obviously a symbol of hedonism. And the fact of how large of a bowl of artichoke dip he's making, gluttony right there. So he's representing, you know, the deadly sins, is what he's doing, and this is once again this is the perversion of of the faith. So, well, I mean, it's we're showing. Yeah, I mean,
0: obviously, the, the the you know, so so we we see we see the gluttony with the large bull. We see we see pride as he walks in, throws his arms up in the ha- in the air, like you know, boastfully, like that. That's that's ob- that's obvious. That's obvious pride. Yeah, he's
1: he's obviously way too sexy of a man for a commercial like this. And then you know, talking about androgyny again. What kind of car does he get into? What kind of car is that, Cody? Well, it's an El Camino,
0: and obviously if he were...
1: Which is what? Part car,
0: part it's truck? It's basically the hermaphrodite of vehicles, yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's, so obviously there's your androgyny and there. And look at the way and he
0: parks the El Camino. Close to the door, not on the driveway, obviously representing sloth.
1: Yeah, and he just, he just shoves it in there, like where no one wants it to be. That's not a parking spot. But also if you look at it, right, the way he's dressed, his house, his car is obviously from an older era because if you look at all the cars around him, they're all new. They're all new, silver, shiny, modern vehicles. And he shows up in an El Camino and looking very, yeah. So he's obviously representing the sins of the past coming back to here. So he, he is showing us, he is showing us it, it's, it's the old way. The, and, and who is the old way? Who's the oldest of ways, Cody? The Masons. The Masons are the oldest of ways. That they are the builders of roads. They are the ones that set in stone the the, the foundation of our world. The new world world order comes from the old world, Cody. And that's what that is. And he shoves it in there, and then he takes his bowl and he pushes all the other stuff out of the way to set down his bowl, which is showing him instituting the new world order. And he his is having complete more... greed
0: over all other all other things. Like some people say, he's prominently placing. No, no, no. He's being greedy with the with the refreshment table.
1: Right, and like, and as he shows up, right, he, he immediately starts feeding ladies there that he did not show up with. And if we count the people here, Cody, once again, because, you know, counting people is one of the most important factors, you will see that there is an equal number of men and women until he shows up. So he has obviously stolen someone's wife. Come on, man. Need I say more? And, and look at all the other ladies in the background. Like, look, there's that, that lady in the green dress by the barbecue. Right when, right when she, the other lady eats it, she's like, oh, my, my, and having palpitations. You see that? And all the other guys are looking at him, looking at him with wrath in their eyes. With not, res- Yes. Not respect, but wrath, because he's stealing all the ladies with his with his fancy shirt and his cool car and his <laughs> gold chains.
0: Really, this 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 could be this could be an illusion of the David Koreshian type type cult that he that he is taking people on. Like just subs just just with his artichoke this artichoke zip. That is the sirens that lead that lead them astray. That he is the, he is the, the, the the Pied Piper is the artichoke dip, dip taking away all the men's wives instead of their children, and since there are no children present, this is obviously another key symbol that this this does illustrate the new world order. And because obviously the li- the lizard people don't have children, they lay eggs; hence the reason there are no children visible.
1: Yeah, and then after we you know we get the you know Miracle Whip and proud of it, we see him like. As he's forcing people to come and and, and eat this dip, right? You see him forcing it, and this guy walks up to him. To me, it looks like the guy is probably the husband of the girl he has just stolen. He's going up to shake his hand, like, hey, buddy, good job. But then he slaps him, and and the guy looks shocked. That's him realizing he's just fallen for the evilest of evils and has no chance to to recompense his his disastrous decision. Disastrous decision, man. Miracle Whip. Is that of a new? I mean, world it's just order. the
0: harbinger of the apocalypse. That's that's all I see.
1: Exactly. Like, I mean, I I feel I'm the fourth eagle of these end times.
0: If, if you're the fourth, if he's the third eagle of the apocalypse, you're you're certainly the the. Uh, you're you're certainly the uh, fourth os- fourth ostrich of the cataclysms. Oh, is that what I am? Yeah, ostriches obviously for their ability to. Like, see over... See, see over the uh, dangers that ensue them with their great visibility. Not their ability to hide their head in the sand. God, I've watched this... I, seriously, I've watched this commercial, like, <laughs> ten times so we can analyze this. Yeah. Uh, I know, man. Does
1: d- does this one mean anything either? This is the other one. Well, I mean, oh, right, right here, apparently, Drew's sandwich. Oh, lord. I mean, it's almost worse than... than... The other guy's Arctic joke, dip man. Because first we see a black man, right, s- standing in a kitchen with flames shooting up from behind it, which is obviously once again a reference to the devil, right, and and also the oppression of of a minority <laughs> race. Only
0: the only Satan could be a black guy, right? There's no other. Well, way Well, look at him; it. he's
1: scowling. He doesn't look particularly impressed by anybody there. And we see once again another man with long hair and a beard that also appears to be from the 70s. I don't know if that's a theme in all of these. So. Well, he's working in there, right? He's being oppressed, but he likes his oppression. So he's obviously, you know, the, the false prophet, I'm sure. And he's using the Miracle Whip to make what looks like a potion with his large bowl that he's stirring that he then puts in a smaller bowl to pass out. The man who looks like he should be a good prophet puts it on his sandwich. And then he is, he is taken in by it. It has become part of him. He has been duped. He has been deceived by the Miracle Whip. Which was delivered to him by this woman with red hair in a pink dress. <laughs> which is
0: the symbol, which is obviously the colors of, of lust and betrayal.
1: Exactly. And, and she's obviously a harlot, because only harlots have red hair.
0: As every ginger in the world immediately gets pissed, like Arch throwing his hands up in the air right now, like, oh, I'm not a
1: harlot! <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. Miracle Whip. The devil, uh, and then of course,
0: as he enjo- as he imbibes the sandwich, as he takes it into part of him, like succumbing to its wiles. You see, you see the man representing Satan throw his towel you know, cockily over his shoulder and smile—the smile of pure as the flames rise behind him. <laughs> the, the smile of that only a maniacal
1: genius could understand. And then once again, I I feel this is represent. I think this one might also represent the corruption of the past, because once again, this guy looks like he's from the wrong era if you look at him. And then if you especially look at the camera he uses to take a picture of it, but nothing else really indicates that this is an old place.
0: See, and I I, I actually take it as the uh, cor- corruption of traditional values, where it's a simple yeah. hamburger, it's a simple sandwich, but then it's indu- induced with these crazy schemes and notions of potions and. Who knows what's thrown atop of it, creating some new dastard, dastardly creation bent on world domination that Drew so hedonistically imbibes and succumbs succumb to its ill will and vials.
1: I know, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Miracle Whip is the devil. You know, if you also look at this place, other than Drew and the devil, everybody else in this place seems to also be a woman. So this is obviously like a, a, some sort of din of... of of debauchery. I I'm,
0: I'm you know you know that uh I'm sure they had to cut it for TV but it's obviously an open it's an opium den. Hence the hence the yeah, slow, f- this like seemingly essence of smoke rising around that ab- obviously has nothing to do with the flames. Exactly and and I I I think they're obviously succubuses. In fact,
1: you can tell because if you look at the girls at the back table, you can you can see them making sucking
0: faces. <laughs> Oh, please don't tell me we have to do the other one. I don't have another one of these in me. Yeah, I think we're good.
1: Do do you think we made our point? you think we made our point that the other one's complete hooey, (laughs) that anyone can do
0: this? I don't know. Did we make our point out there? The other one's complete hooey, and anybody can jump to conclusions and make up shit? Or have we converted you, and you're, like, throwing away all your miracle whip? I,
2: I, I hope they are, because... Who will fight against the deviled eggs
0: who will fight against these devil sandwiches who will fight
2: against this demon artichoke dip
0: who i say
1: who oh which, which he actually does give an answer to that apparently it's the virgin mary well of course so yeah i i don't even know i don't even know
0: oh one thing i do want you to know about that i've been getting i've been getting hints about for days now uh, apparently you watched a movie that you hated and I'd like to hear about it because I always enjoy Brewer, Brewer's Movie Review Corner oh yes
1: um I did see a movie that I did not particularly care much for um it was a little movie called Looper um I'm sure you were aware of the basic idea of this movie yeah right? I actually like, really
0: wanted to see it but I always enjoy your review of things so
1: so yeah so spoiler alerts for, for Looper and if you're if you don't remember people out there it's a movie that takes place in the future twice um the main part of it takes place in the in, in our future and then the, their future as well. And it's young Bruce Willis and old Bruce Willis. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's who it was. He plays young Bruce Willis. Which, you know, I think he does a fairly good job at playing young Bruce Willis. He does definitely act like Bruce Willis. That but dude that actually is a
0: pretty goddamn good actor.
1: So, the idea is... Old Bruce Willis, I guess, makes a pact in the future to, like... Because time travel has been figured out and is immediately outlawed. But, like, gangsters. Like use it to dispose of bodies? Well, they they find someone they want killed in the future. They send their body into the past where he's st- sitting there waiting with a with a blunderbust, not a shotgun, Cody. A blunderbuss. Of course, but
0: a futuristic blunderbuss. Well, naturally. I mean, I I, I knew blunderbusses <laughs> were somebody was going to bring them back. Going to make a comeback.
1: Yeah. Which I'm going to go ahead and say this: the beginning of the movie is awesome. It's everything you want it to be. The longer the movie goes along, the le- the the more I hate it. So, I guess there's that for you. And we'll, we'll get there. But, so he waits there and he shoots them. And, like, I guess strapped to their backs are bars of silver. Which, and then, I guess he somehow figures out how to make them not silver. You know, cash for gold places, I guess. <laughs> and, and then goes and buys stuff. And, well, occasionally your contract runs up for whatever reason. Like, there's been a switch in management on the, in the future side. Your, when your contract runs up... They send you you to kill, but they always show up, like, with hoods on, so you can't tell who it is. So you shoot them, and you pull off the thing, and the the money's strapped to their back. So when you strap it off, it's gold, and that's your final payment, saying that you just killed yourself. And I guess, go have fun for the next 30 years, because you're gonna die? But anywho. Well, sure enough, young Bruce Willis, he pulls off the mask first, and it's, it's him staring at him. Then he, like, runs off, right? And then we, you know, we flash to the future where we find out that regular Bruce Willis was, like, an asshole, like he blew all his money, and crime things, and then fell in love with a girl in Japan, and he wants to change his own future, I guess, pretty much, where he could be with his hot Japanese wife.
0: Sure. I mean, don't we all? Yeah, I mean, oh, sure, why not?
1: That's that. And you're like, okay, this is a great story, you see where this is going, so it's like, like Bruce Willis fighting Bruce Willis, that's cool, and and this is where it starts getting bad. Well, young Bruce Willis still wants to kill old Bruce Willis. We end up on this farm eventually, and we find out that the guy that has taken over the the future mob people is apparently crazy because we've, we've insinuated that there's like telekinetics, but they're like really lame. Like they can levitate quarters and shit. And that's about it. Well, there's some sort of crazy guy that's been like killing everybody in the future and taking over and shit. Bruce Willis finds out it's one of three kids has to be this guy that's, and he kills two of the kids. And so that leaves the kid on the farm who is a complete asshole, and I hate him with a passion. I so had to see him get blood bust. Which is a sentence you don't get to say often, but I wanted this kid to get blood and busted. Because it turns out that this kid isn't your regular old lame telekinetic. He can apparently make people explode with his mind. Of course. And the kid's an asshole. And apparently whenever he gets scared or angry, he goes crazy and blows people up. You remember, the, I think there was a Twilight Zone episode about this? That's actually exactly Mummy. what I was thinking.
0: There's actually a uh, Stephen King-based movie on this whole Firestarter too. so...
1: Eventually, like, the idea is, like, we he gets there and he's gonna, like, he's gonna shoot the kid, but to stop it, this is the biggest spoiler alert, young Bruce Willis shoots himself in the chest with his own blood bust, which then obviously means old Bruce Willis isn't there to kill the kid, which we kind of, like, say, like, if, if he was gonna shoot the kid, like, well, he shoots the mother, but misses the kid, the kid runs off and jumps on a train and then becomes pissed and becomes an evil guy. They're trying to insinuate that by killing himself... Therefore, his mother doesn't get killed. Therefore, the kid grows up to not be a serial killer. You know, and be a mob boss and, you know, just de- destroying societies. You know, that whole thing. That's what they're trying to insinuate. But I call no on this. Why? Let's take it to a character we know more about. Let's go with Batman. Cody, do you think Batman would still be a superhero say his parents weren't killed in front of him? Do you think he'd... Okay, maybe not necessarily a superhero, but do you think he'd still be a good guy,
0: right? Um... It kind of, I mean, he might be like a social I, I activist think, I think or he something. would probably be just your average, I do enough good to get a tax write-off, I do more good than harm, spoiled, white-collar person. But, But basically, yeah, but basically his personality,
1: I don't, I mean, he probably wouldn't train, you know, on monks. He wouldn't train on top of monks either. That would be strange. Or, you know, he fucks monks in the ass. Isn't that how Batman got his power? No, he wouldn't train on mountaintops with monks or, you know, you know, spends his money on building some sort of thing or, you know, maybe hires a private police force or, you know, maybe just gives his money to the police force. Eh, so I don't necessarily think the kid's changed much. I don't know if the situation... He's still going to be an asshole. He's still not going to be able to control his powers early on. He's going to kill some people, and he's going to get locked up somewhere. He's still going to be an asshole when he grows up. If nothing else, he's going to, you know, run big oil, at very least.
0: He's going to hang out with Dick Cheney, and he's going to shoot him.
1: Exactly, yeah. So, which, which leads to another great, I feel, bad ending of a movie. The sixth Star Wars movie. Nothing has changed in the end of the sixth Star Wars movie. Okay, sure, we killed the emperor, right? Cody, has there ever been a situation in history where, you know, stifling the head of an organization has just has led to better things? You know, that seven score nine years ago when, when Lincoln was shot in the head? Did, did that just topple the American government and now we live under a dictatorship? Is there peace in the Middle East now that Osama bin Laden's gone? No. So, same thing I say with Star Wars, same thing I would say with this. It solves nothing. Now there's just gonna be like smaller people vying for power where there was one guy it was all consolidated underneath. It's gonna be worse. I say the world would have been better with the kid's shot is what I'm telling you. I didn't like it. And I liked it less the longer it went on. And if there's an extended
0: cut version of it it probably makes it worse. Does it disappoint you to know that this movie got like a 93% overall review and it's supposed to be like the return of the intelligent sci-fi movie? It does. I think the kid in real life is probably
1: an asshole. Because he does too good of a job at acting that way. <laughs> Someone should really blunderbuss him. But by the way, blunderbusses—that's pretty awesome in the show. And when was the last time you guys say blunderbuss? Come on, come on, Cody, say it. It's blender fun. Bus. Right? Isn't it fun?
0: Uh, well, I guess if I guess if yeah. you uh, want to re- <laughs> do movie reviews, um, I have two that I, apparently, like Madison and I, have just been on this like indie flick thing lately. But I have two that I, I actually. Recommend I recommend one a little more than the other one, but they're both really, really good. So one of them is The Dirties, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, It's an indie flick that's just getting a crazy amount of buzz, and it was totally worth it. But basically, the premise is they take it's two kids who are like bullied a ridiculous amount, and they like the one kid's real like you know they're real into making movies, and they 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 film it. And the one the one of the kids, like, they come up with the idea, Oh, well let's make a movie that like we actually go and kill the bullies in our school and one of the kids actually really starts to kinda of go down that path and it's just kind of exploring it. And honestly, I really liked it because it was a it was a really well done anti bullying, pay attention sort of movie. It wasn't necessarily from the, from the like, you know, well, if there were no guns, there'd be no shooting thing. Like, cause I always hate it when, when things go that route. But, oh my god, it's well done. It's so well done. And it's so good because you really shouldn't sympathize with the, I mean, cause you shouldn't sympathize with these kids. You shouldn't. But you do because you see how they are and you, it's, it's an amazingly well done, low budget flick that you, you totally, Totally, like jump into hook line and Tingle. it's Super intense. So it's not it's not just a chill movie. It's it's one you're gonna probably be like really into. Um, I, I thoroughly. It's actually one of those few movies where you hear all the hype on it, and you're like, I don't know. This one definitely was worth all of that hype. Um,
1: yeah, I remember hearing about it. Um, and I know it's done like it's it's very done like a you know I guess mockumentary style. Uh,
0: yeah, you're ba- it's, it- you, it's basically. The way that it's taken is you're the third person that's with him. There's the two kids, and then there's the one that films everything. And you're basically the one that films everything. It's all from his point of view. So you really, really feel like you're there with them. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a super, super good movie. And then there was another one that came up. Because uh, when you watch, you know, anybody that doesn't have Netflix or whatever, you watch one, and then another, you know, other things of that ilk generally come up. There's another one that, that we watched um, called Archie's Final Project, which had super good reviews on it as well. It was a similar premise, but a different premise. Um, oh, so
1: this isn't, this isn't Archie, like the comics no, no, Archie? No, 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 it's
0: just this the kid's name or whatever. His, 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 no, no, the no, no, entire no. premise of this one was it was a, ki- it was a kid who, again, film nerd, blah-da-da-da-da, da, 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 real, real big into it, which obviously by seeing this on independent f- movie makers – you can see that that's the way that they characterize themselves into it, which I, I enjoy because, you know, I can follow that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so it's it's this kid that's super into making films and whatnot, and what he decides is he's going to, like, because he's, like, really kind of fed up with all the shit that gets fed fed to him as far as a teenager goes, and really, it really, really made me flashback to being in high school as a teenager, which I don't know that I've seen a movie that's been able to do that. You know, where it's... because hmm. And it did it through all through film editing, which was that super fast-paced, super intense style of, like, here's, you know, pop culture references and warnings and, you know, and, like, it, it really was that... It did a very good job of illustrating that, you know tumultuous twist of emotions that you felt at that age. Because you're getting pulled, you know, figure out what you want to do with your life, but worry about, you know, here's this epidemic of the world, but you're also, like, this cute girl that's sitting next to you. It's all that shit mixed together. And it did a very good job of illustrating it. And its big thing was it was kind of an anti-suicide one, the way that The Dirties was an anti-bullying one. And it basically goes through, and he decides, you know, he's going to kill himself, and he just goes through... Him dealing with that and people giving him shit about going to do it and how he's causing problems and you know it, it is it is very very intense as well. It I don't feel like it ended quite on the high note the other one did, but <laughs> I mean neither one of them are happy movies. I'm sorry, they're not. But oh, what I mean, everyone doesn't learn no, a valuable it, they're, lesson they're, in they're, the end. And
1: good conquers they're, they're evil. Very and...
0: intense. They're very. They're very. They're intense, they take a little bit to digest, you're definitely going to want to, like, it's one of those watch with somebody who you like watching films like that with, because, like, I watched them both and my wife, and we sat there and talked about both of them for probably 30 minutes afterwards, and we compared the two, because they're very comparable. So, I mean, pretty much if you liked one, you'll probably like the other one. I would say The Dirties is definitely the better of the two, but the other, but Archie, the Archie Archie's Final Project is also a very, very good film. Uh, but seriously, these are probably two of the best indie flicks I've ever seen in my life. And they're both on Netflix right now. So if you have Netflix, I cannot urge you enough to go check them out and give them a try. They're extremely good. They're I've got, I've got a lot of fucking writing out of them, which I don't know if that means anything to anybody else. But I've actually gotten a lot. I just mean as far as like from an inspiration standpoint, I've got a lot of writing out of them. I, I enjoyed them. I, again, two thumbs up way better than looper it sounds yeah yeah which
1: like I said just watch the first half when you see a little kid stop <laughs>
0: uh which i guess while we're while we're hawking other people's uh work um we've been meeting
1: we're gonna hawk on each <laughs> we other we are
0: yeah Oh uh,
1: yeah You're gonna hawk some loogies so all over the don't. place <laughs> can we sell our podcast for a better one can we sell
0: our pod? like you go to a pawn shop? I've got this podcast, and I'd like to see if I can get better. I just say like, didn't you have a podcast you wanted to like tell everybody about?
1: Oh well, yeah, I got one. Um, yeah, I got one that's much better than Looper. Um, it's called Welcome to Nightvale, which it generally runs about thirty to forty minutes. I've actually been listening to it for like months now, but it's you know I keep seeming to forget to bring it up on the show. It is, it's really amazing. It's it's fictional, so it's 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 a, it's a story you get to listen to, which is cool. And it's done in the in the style of radio stations, like announcements over the, about the town. But the thing is is the town is creepy. The town is like if you can imagine every paranormal pseudoscience, h- hocus pocus, supernatural uh, conspiracy theory happening in one town, that's I'm the in. town. <laughs> and it's done as like the local news broadcast. Like for instance, there's they, there's the dog park in the middle of the town that we don't talk about or you're not allowed to look at and, you know, no one goes there. So don't don't even acknowledge the dog park exists. One day, books stopped working. Uh, there's a cat in the radio station that hovers three feet off the ground in the bathroom. You know, it's really strange stuff. Um, very strange stuff, in fact. There, there's an old lady who, who apparently has her angel friends, but, you know, as the council has said, angels do not exist. You know, things like that. There's strange hooded figures. There, there's... There's apparently a scientist that lives in the town that that or that has apparently moved there recently, who has just amazingly pretty hair. Like, oh god, is it nice? And he apparently is trying to figure, I guess, trying to figure out the the workings of the town, but it's all done through the, you know, the the style of the of the narrator telling you who is apparently infatuated by this guy, and it, it's amazingly awesome and just strange. Like, there's they'll be like. Fake commercials in there for stuff that are always really, really surreal. And then it's like a very common product, like Miracle Whip. And one of the other gimmicks is, is they'll go to the weather, which the weather always ends up being some sort of strange indie band music. And that's the weather. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good, good ride. They, they uh, release it twice a month. Oh, there'll, there'll be a link to it somewhere. The guy's voice is amazingly perfect for this. If he didn't have such an amazing voice, it wouldn't make the show work. So there's that. I want to say they're like, like the it was inspired. It was definitely very inspired by
0: Lovecraftian things. Yeah, that, you said so. Lovecraft, paranormal, and conspiracy. Like I'm, I'm in beyond all measure. For two thumbs up from Brewer. Well, I guess the one that I've been listening to like a lot lately. So I don't know how, how pretty privy you are to the. Uh, you know, you know who like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the pro wrestler was, right? Like, you know who that is, right? I do. Right? But he has a sh- he has a show that like all I've heard is just like really, really good things about. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll give this a try. Motherfucker runs a really, really good, re- really good show. Like, I-, I like pro wrestling enough, but not really any further than just with Brent, and I kind of don't fuck with it much. But yeah, honestly, Brent and Kevin have kind of slowly been getting me back into it where I start watching shit and caring about it more. But really not having a horse in the race that much, he basically gets on there and talks to people about the business and talks to them about the industry and this, that, and the other thing. And it's so captivating listening to him. But some of the funniest shit he does is it's about 30 minutes of him telling, like, I went and did this today, and then he'll get into the regular show. Mm -hmm. And they're about an hour, hour 20 long, maybe. But he'll get, you know, he'll do, like, his little, his little, this is what I did today, and then... and honestly that's generally my favorite thing that he does in the show because he'll just kind of get on there and go nuts about anything and then just kind of all right well that was cool and just go on the show and talk to different people about you know about the industry or about what's happening now or what used to happen and you know it's old guys telling old war stories and it's extremely enjoyable like extremely enjoyable i kind of binge listen to several of them just because i've I, and it's probably I've probably been listening to him for about three weeks now, and I've about cleared the catalog out because it's kind of become uh, other than other other than Penn's show. I, I really haven't listened to many other podcasts since then. So I've hmm. I've really really liked the way he runs a show. I, I just occasionally you find one, and it's I think it's kind of similar to the way you're talking about this one, where it's just like. I like the way they run their show. I like listening to this person talk, and that's very much the way I feel about this. So,
1: yeah, it's yeah, this one's very well done and definitely super low budget by just some people that care. Yeah,
0: I mean that's kind of what I like about this one is he just kind of like he does two a week, which is kind of crazy, but it's 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 definitely it's definitely one of those where it's. He genuinely enjoys doing it. He generally enjoys his fan base. I mean, it's it's one of those people that I I, I get the vibe from him. Like, I worked hard. I got fans. I may not be able to, like, physically I can't go out and wrestle and do, do that shit anymore. But I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy being able to correspond with you on some level. And you kind of appreciate that.
1: Maybe someday someone will be on a podcast talking about how great ours is. Someday. Hopefully, in the not too distant future. Please? But yeah, hopefully, Cody will probably send me a link to, to his podcast of choice for this episode. And, you know, I might put it in some sort of, you know, place on our website for you to easily find. Perhaps a show notes, perhaps some sort of links of interest. Um, you know, things like that. You know how our website works by now. And if this is the first time you've joined us, welcome. But yeah, it's a website, it's not that hard to figure out. So and if you're getting this ep- this this episode from somewhere else you know maybe stop by the website sometime check it out we do things there
0: we do things definitely have happened there on a few a few occasions some of them actually make sense not all of them involve us being nude <laughs> well now now now, uh, now that nobody cares
1: do, do you think they ever cared at all in this episode i don't know this this episode of monday uh, june 30th because because every episode releases,
0: you know, right after we record it. Don't yeah, there, there is never a time delay. There's never a time gap. And if you
1: think you were sensing a time gap, um, it's not on our end, it's, it's on your right end. end.
0: You have obviously
1: traveled either forward or backwards in time. And you should contact, you know, the, the government or NASA right away. And also seek the most current episode of Bored Shenanigans. It'll probably give you help for getting back in the normal flow of time stream. See, weird shit like this you'll find on the podcast I mentioned. But with a much sexier voice than mine.
0: Well, maybe. maybe. Oh, oh, let's see. Other thing. Other thing that we have. Yes. We we're supposed to talk about.
1: Do we have things? Tell me about your thing. Tell me hard about your thing. Actually, do we
0: have another thing? It's like a... Oh, it's almost two... Hours. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. no we do, I'm... but it's like two hours in. Do we have another thing?
1: Um, I'm not even sure what the other thing is.
0: Well, I did give you a list, but since...
1: No, it's in the other program.
0: Uh, we had a face on, which I didn't know if you wanted to save... We have fuck the World Cup. Um and the
1: Oh, God, we forgot about fuck the World have Cup, didn't the,
0: we? Uh, video game addiction thing. Eh,
1: we could probably save all that, huh?
0: Yeah, we're not that.
1: Should we save hey hey people, there's a face-off, but you don't get to hear about till yeah, next that's, week.
0: Take <laughs> that. You don't get two face-offs two weeks in a row. You get them at our leisure, not yeah. yours. We control, we control it all, Cody. <laughs>
1: Indeed. Am I drunk with power again?
0: You sound very drunk with power.
1: All the powers belong to me now. And you know what? I decide the episode should be ending then. Though I don't actually know how much we bullshitted before we actually start recording. But I'm sure we have enough.
0: (laughs) I like how I ask you, and then then you're like, oh wait, after we've decided we're done? Exactly.
1: And is describing, in Revelations, a a scene. A scene so glorious. I shall tell it to you now. I looked and... And behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Captain Hawk sucks the sweat off a dead man's balls. I have no idea what that means, but it seems very negative to me.
0: Amen. It's getting cold outside. I need to eat some. Hot soups have warmed me up. Nothing makes me hotter than finding my way
1: over to... Us Stroking my fingers across their Facebook page, or listening to them
0: via iTunes. Oh yeah, they have all the right moves, and aural pleasure. Oh my. Oh goodness. I know you're John Fingering to my voice. Russian armies occupied Danzig. That's really funny to me, but not for any reason that I think you'd appreciate. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the old, like, Danzig, I mean, he's a metal singer, but he was the original lead singer of the Misfits, but he's, like, this little short guy that's got this major fucking Napoleon complex, which is really funny to me. Oh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about at all, but here's a Napoleon quote. Oh,
1: okay.
0: That is a Napoleon quote for sure. Did you know he's the one that said a picture is worth a thousand words? Um no I didn't. That has that, that has nothing to do with that has even less to do with what we were talking about, but Alrighty. Let's actually hey, we're still recording. I guess we could actually do the show.
2: Probably a probably a good idea, huh?